And that concludes 5,411 straight plays of Fog Hats Slow Ride. That's right, for the last month, we've been playing Fog Hats Slow Ride, commemorating the 33rd anniversary of the death of Paul Castellano, aka the Chicken Man, head of the Gambino crime family, cut down in his prime by the traitorous John Gotti. We now return to our regular programming, What's NXT already in progress? What the fuck happened with Sabatelli or Moss already? What the hell's the point anymore? Jesus Christ. Read a rumor that I think they just let Nick Miller go. Yeah, they actually did, I heard. Gutting the tag division. Is this... Are we back? Um, I don't know. Let me check with the slow ride guy. Hey, are we still... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're done with the slow ride stuff. I guess uh, this is What's NXT. I'm Tristan Marsh. And I'm Alec Passio. Welcome. Some really killer anti-comedy there. Yeah, well, I mean, nothing's funny about Preston. <laughs> Deadly serious. Mm-hmm. We usually record every month. Uh, the last time we recorded was October, what, 15th? We've been gone a while. A lot of yeah. shit has been happening. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. How you been doing, Alec? I'm all right. Whatever. It's fine. I had maybe one of the most stressful weeks of my life, so that was fun. Yeah. No, I was around for some of that. Yeah, yeah, you helped me out immensely. My computer died, and then I bought a new computer before I was able to take everything off of my backup hard drive, that died. Almost lost everything, all my work. Luckily, I didn't. Yeah, no, well, that's good. Not too funny, but um, I'm going to use it as an excuse for why we haven't recorded. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, my lizard died. Uh, Yeah, R.I.P. Andrew. Yeah, so there's a lot of weird stuff. We were going to record earlier. Seemed like every week we were going to record and then something horrible happened. Yeah, but you know what? I can't see it ever happening like this again, guys. Of course not. I mean, like, look, all the troubles are behind us. Everything in the past is the past. (laughs) The future is so bright, I got to clip shades onto my glasses. Oh, yeah, that's the phrase, right? That's the thing they say. I think there was a popular song. The future is so bright, my transition lenses get dark. Yeah, well, they're kicking in slowly, but, you know, there's a, tra- <laughs> there's a period. It, it, it doesn't do right away. I think that's for the convenience of the user. The WWE landscape has been a weird, depressing slog recently. Yeah, there is actually something weird going on with the WWE, Tristan. Um, sorry, I'm just being distracted by Alec not wearing a shirt. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't have a shirt on this morning, and then I realized that, you know, but my girlfriend's You don't have any shirts anymore? Well, I can't go into the room and put on a shirt. I'll wake her up. It's like the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is going to be less of a point-by-point episode and more of a freewheeling conversation. This is everything that's been happening since we've been gone. Johnny Gargano was revealed to be Aleister Black's attacker. Duh. Yeah, obviously. Matt Riddle had a match with a guy whose name sounded like Luke Menzies. Something you might not know about me is that I have a good attitude towards menstruation. He's like the introductory dude. 
Baloney Dorch is back, and Raul Mendoza has a new friend. Yeah, always the guy that I like. Ultimo Ninja or whatever? Yeah, yeah, Humberto. Heavy Machinery killed the biker doofuses, and Otis professed his undying love to Tucker. Yeah, and now they're wearing jeans. They're wearing big boy jeans. Candace is still doing nothing, really. Yeah, that's... hmm. Dakota Kai has a dangerous-looking finisher called the Chiropractor. War games happened. Matt Riddle yeah. made his day butt, and Cassius Ono got squashed. But, spoiler alert for later, I'm actually kind of fine with it. Oh, yeah. Shayna Baszler is still number one, and the Mean Girls versus Good Girls rivalry has hit a fever pitch. Black absolved Gargano, but I guess it didn't stick. Mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream finally got his shot at the belt. A big boy battle left Keith Lee broken. Champa is currently living rent-free in Gargano and Black's heads. Black is screaming about how he feels nothing, nothing. Bobby Fish is back to his old tricks. There's a new big hoss named Reina Gonzalez and the return of Prince Gorgeous. Oh, yeah, that was so fun. We had a great time on that one. So, um, what do you want to talk about? Well... Uh, could we just go back to Sabatoni and Moss, I guess? Because was they made another debut. I made my debut. Debut in a promo package again. They were they were getting smashed up in somebody's somebody's promo. The heavy machinery. What happened to our beautiful boys? I know. I don't understand. They had so much going for them. A lot of people didn't like them, and it just. And by so much going for him, I mean, they basically had nothing going for him. But I was starting to really like him. They did that gambit that a lot of people, not just wrestlers, do where things weren't going well for them. So they decided, fuck it. Let's just do whatever the fuck makes us happy. Yeah. And at least for you and me, I think it was paying off major dividends. Like they shared a car and they shared a suit and... They were angry that people were touching their cars and their suit. Yeah, and it, it got over so well. And actually, now that we're talking about them so much, I seem to remember one of them got released. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe not. Shit. The kind of depressing situation that WWE in general finds itself in right now, where yeah. NXT is great. I love NXT, but... The more that they sign new talent and the more that they don't use people and then release them and the more that they bring people up to the main roster and do nothing with them, NXT has gone from this like wonderful little secret to just a pipeline directly into a meat grinder. And it kind of makes how great NXT is actually bad oh so i get to enjoy somebody enough to feel connected with them and then they just disappear into nothing yeah i mean i was just talking to friend of the show john yesterday about like the oscar treatment hi john yeah hi john yeah we were talking about velveteen dream and how he's the top guy in nxt right now and i said yeah but they can't bring him up because the minute they'll call him up he's just tyler breeze he hadn't watched this week's episode, so he hadn't seen that Tyler Breeze came back. This just happens to, like, all the big-name dudes that we love. They go up there, and then they just 
they already have top guys there, so they can't afford to make the new guys top guys. Oh, no. Maybe maybe Velveteen Dream would fare better because even amongst people who only watch the main roster, he's got a lot of hype around him. You know, John Cena talks about Velveteen Dream. He's a big name. The only problem is, again, the counter to that point is Asuka. Yeah, Asuka. Asuka was the the biggest person in the world. And then she goes to the main roster and... What, that was a year ago, and they're just starting to be like, oh, maybe we can give her a win. No, they're going to drop her out to Becky and Charlotte. It doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm just going to say that the Oscar treatment is bad, but I mean, the worst of all, the harbinger of the whole thing, big star boy, Finn Balor. He came in there hot, white hot. From New Japan, everybody knew who he was. He made like a big scene. Everybody loved him. He got the WWE. They put a rocket on him. And then they realized that he was small. And then they realized that they already had big guys. And then they just... I know his injuries were in there. But you can't blame it all on the injuries. Because he keeps coming back. He comes back to nothing over and over again. Guess why Johnny Gargano is going to fail on the main roster. Absolutely. He's going to be nothing. If both those guys go get called up. Gargano and Champa. Neither of them is going to get a huge push. Champa could maybe stick around because he's got the physique. He shows that he's willing to like do all kinds of crazy shit to become a big guy. But Gargano is going to be the Marty Jannetty of that tag team. <laughs> That's it. He's going to get there. They're going to be really fun for a little while. But the minute it's time to break off and become a singles guy, Champa's going to like leave him in the dust. Well, because Champa is vascular. Yeah, not just as he vascular, he's viable like he's a viable champ or he's a viable top guy because he he can act like an asshole and get everybody to hate him, but then he can also act like an asshole that everybody kind of begrudgingly likes. So like he's he's got a lot of potential whereas Gargano's very one note with his personality and he might be the biggest thing in since sliced bread for the for these guys at NXT, but it doesn't matter. There's just too many guys on the main roster. I think that's the problem. We're starting to see that in NXT. We're actually starting to see that it's overloaded in NXT, which is part of the reason I think why, to me at least, the women's division has been getting a little bit more exciting recently than the men's division. They've always been pretty neck and neck since we've been doing the podcast, but I think the women's division is more exciting because you get more time to expand on some of the characters. There's not like four million people now where you don't even have Fabian Eichner on the show anymore and you have Matt Riddle show up and be great and you're losing all these other guys well you know why I know he's the evolve part of this pipeline feel this conveyor belt feel is not only are they signing everybody which like oh there are rumors that the beer city bruiser is coming like Jesus really He's he's cool. I like him, but he doesn't need to go to NXT. I think that they actually Ring of Honor re-signed him. Thank God. But like, yeah, you know, he's not really an NXT character. He like is an old territory style guy. He's not. Why would you put him in? I don't know. Whatever. Walter is going to NXT UK. Yeah, I've heard. They're about signing, that. signing, signing. But not only are they doing that, they're also starting to infect the indies. They're saying. People who work with them for NXT UK can't show up on indie shows in the UK. They're saying Mm. that, oh, we used to have this kind of flirtatious agreement with Evolve. Now, 
the Evolve Tag Team Champions are Street Profits, and the Evolve Champion is Fabian Eichner. I will say the Street Profits recently called out Eddie Kingston, which I think is going to be a hell of a thing to see. Yeah. I love the Street Profits, and I'm so sorry that they're going to (laughs) die. Yeah, that's going to be really fun, actually. Uh Let's try and see that if that happens nearby. So I can see Angelo Dawkins go for his little like twisted up uh, corkscrew splash thing in the corner and just get smacked right in the middle. <laughs> that would be yeah, pretty Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Kingston does not have time for that BS. <laughs> yeah, that'll actually what... be... Louis, we should really try and see that if we could. I think that I would be so much happier with them interacting with Evolve if it was... For instance, the way that Impact works, which is, hey, we have you on a contract, but it's not an exclusive contract. If the WWE wasn't a monopoly functionally, yeah. if wrestlers showed up other places more often, if going to the main roster wasn't just a fucking death sentence, you know, being put on life support, basically then I would be fine with it. But that's not the case. Everything funnels into the main roster. And then once you get to the main roster, it's just basically a holding pin so that they can hold on to talent. That talent doesn't get used by other people and they can keep pushing the same five guys. The problem is starting to become so big that it. I feel like it is actually, it is actually hitting our TV when we see NXT now because it's just like, there's just too many guys. And there's so many interesting guys now that are coming For fuck's out. sake, Matt Riddle, who just showed up, just had a match with an even newer Punishment Martinez. Yeah, oh, that was true. That happened. And Punishment Martinez had to lose his debut match because we're building I mean, he still had a better match than oh, Cassius Ono strong. had. Yeah, no, he looked great. <laughs> but the Cassius Ono thing, see, that was interesting. You know where that comes from, right? Did you see the original? Cassius Ono must have seen this and said, this is awesome, let's do this. Because Trent Seven did the exact same thing to Matt Riddle. I think it was at a progress show or whatever. He did this whole promo before the fight. I know that you said you want to go and retire Brock Lesnar. Well, guess what? Brock Lesnar is a co-worker of mine. And I don't think he was just getting so much heat. He was talking so much shit. Five minutes plus of just him talking, talk, 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 talk. And then he's like, that's why I'm going to teach you that you don't have what it takes to be a wrestler. He made fun of the, the weed smoking, everything. He did the whole thing. Bell rings, knee in the face, one, two, three, done. It was great. It was essentially exactly what happened with the Cassius Ono thing. The only problem with the Cassius Ono thing is it happened at a takeover and it it only had like 30 seconds, so they couldn't do all that. So it didn't have the same effect. I'll check that out. That sounds very funny. <laughs> it's really I, good. I, I mean, we've talked before about how much I like that for a while, Pete Dunne was the heel on NXT and Trent Seven and Tyler Bate were the faces. And then if you look at their characters on Progress, it's the exact opposite because Trent Seven and Tyler Bate are just talking about how much they work with the WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know. That <laughs> this was, is very funny. It was amazing. Cassius Ono gets kneed in the face after a seven-second match, and I immediately groan. 
I thought we were going to do something with him. They're just jobbing him out some more. This sucks. And then there's a backstage interview. Well, no, that wasn't the the day butt interview. Can we just say how funny it was that he said day butt? Yeah. He made his day butt. was great. I made my debut. I was successful. I want them to continue to give him just words that he's never seen before. That's his that's his gimmick though. He's gimmicking it out. He's doing good. You think that you think that that's kayfabe? I think so, absolutely. I, I choose so. I choose to not believe in kayfabe, so I think that that's real. Okay. Well, good for you. It's, it's called investing you, yourself. It. Yeah, exactly. But um that's 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 good. The wrestling like isn't real too. to me, but the the uh, the characters. the pr- the pronunciations and uh, the fact that the golden lovers are actual boyfriends those those two things are real to me. Yeah, despite sure. all evidence to the contrary. Yeah, sure, of course. There's this backstage segment, and Cassius Ono shows up again, and I'm like, oh hey. That's cool. He's talking about how, oh, you took me off guard. Like, I wasn't ready to fight. I wasn't even in my ring gear. I'm like, oh, this is... Maybe they aren't just going to job him out. But then the next match is Matt Riddle versus Punishment Martinez. And I'm like, okay. So they forgot about Cassius Ono again. This happens all the time. Matt Riddle wins. It's a great match. And then Cassius Ono beats him up. I'm super excited now. Oh, yeah. If we've finally gotten to Cassius Ono can't take it anymore, I am so ready. In the same way that out of nowhere, we had another Shayna Baszler Dakota Kai match. Oh, they didn't forget about the storyline. This is actually a long running thing. This isn't a momentary thing that they forgot about. I'd say the booking is still pretty good. I think this was really good and it's going to set up something that I'm really going to enjoy. I think we're all going to have a good time watching Cassius and... Matt Riddle have a feud where Cassius continuously comes up short just because he's not like a monstrous MMA guy. (laughs) He's just so used to smashing people who don't know anything about fighting. I think it's going to be fun. I think he's now wearing the basketball jersey to hide the fact that he's been losing weight. Oh, really? He's been looking a little trimmer. I haven't been paying attention. But I will say his mom haircut is atrocious. His mom haircut is great. <laughs> it's so atrocious. <laughs> that's that's how you knew he was turning heel. <laughs> he got a mom haircut. Ugly hair. Yeah. That's why I was nervous about Tanahashi all that like earlier in the year when he got that mom haircut, but he, he grew it out again. So we knew he No, the, the mom haircut on Tanahashi was great. It was it was when he was doing the cornrows that I was like I mean, I know that it probably means something different over there, but yikes. Look, evil hair is the first sign of an evil person. Evil hair, evil person. Yeah, basically. That's why a bald guy like Champa could never really be bad. Well, he's got the, the, the evil the beard, beard. Yeah, though. evil beard. Yeah. No, never mind. He's got evil beard. <laughs> it's it's when he starts clipping that that you're like, ooh, he's oh, going to finally turn again. back. Speaking of Champa. Mm-hmm. The storyline that just will not die. Right. Let's talk about the love triangle between Ciampa, Black, and Gargano. We've predicted a future before with this, and I think we're going to predict the future again. We're getting out the chicken bones, and we're putting it in our little pouch, and we're yeah, going to shake it up. Yeah, them up, and yeah, we're definitely doing DIY with a question mark. It's happening. 
evil DIY is coming, and it's going to be great because Johnny Gargano and Alistair Black have this thing going now where Gargano seems to have forgotten that he doesn't like uh, Champa anymore. <laughs> they set up the steel cage match where basically he's the little puppet now again, which is basically what I said was going to happen. He's going to be a raving sycophant. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really good. There are still people that do not like Gargano's heel turn. Those because people are going to have a much harder time in the coming months. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it, I've gathered, because he's just too good of a good boy. And I think the biggest problem is actually that they're trying to to telegraph things too much by making him have moody, emo parking lot promos. No, this guy wouldn't be moody parking lot promo guy this guy he should be full light clothed in white robes being like don't you see how good i'm being yeah well that's... don't you see everything that i'm doing for you like he was so close the only problem with the moody promos is he keeps going back to johnny gargano did nothing wrong which i still have an issue with right that that is that is a bad meme to reference, but he uh, he did he has such a potential. He really like, needs to become messianic. He needs to become a Branch Davidian, like you know, waiting for the FBI to break down the compound walls. Like, look he, at how good I am. He could do that. That's one way, and I would like that. But I was even thinking, like he he said he said in that promo, this recent promo, he's like. You can't absolve me from my sins because I never sinned. I never did anything wrong. And I loved that. I thought that was great. But then he started saying ends justify the means. And I was like, no, you see, the problem that you're having is you're using villain good guy terms. Like where they're like, but I don't you see I'm doing everything. This is I'm making the world a better place. You said it two episodes ago. He's the mad scientist that's like, don't you see? I'm trying to fix everything. Yeah, exactly. That, But that's the thing. He really should just, instead of being like, well, I, ends justify the means and you're in my way and I'm doing what's right. He should be more like, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. I'm a wrestler and I'm the people's champ. They need me and I'm going to do this for them. Like if he says it like that instead of like, well... It's my destiny. Yeah, it's... If you say just... the ends justify the means, you are admitting that you know that the means might not be good. Yeah, When it right. should be like, look at all that I'm doing for you guys. Yeah, exactly. And it's not for me. I don't, I don't even want that championship belt. But the people need me to have that championship belt. See, now what they could have done... I could be a bright beacon in this time of dark. They could have set it up. Like, they could have booked it, like, where Johnny is watching all of Champa's matches. He's still mad at Champa, right? He's still like, you're the worst. You shouldn't be champion. But Champa's awesome match with the velveteen dream champa's great defense against alistair black and champa's like always being dogged by alistair and other people and still managing to you know be on top starts to convince johnny and johnny starts going a little crazy and he starts saying you know what i think champa maybe is the best champion and then you know what i'm saying like that's the way that you can turn them to be back on each other's side is for johnny to say this is what's right he is the best champion Instead, they're doing like the whole like 
I'm marching forwards towards my own destiny and this is destiny and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's, you know, that means that you're just sound like a villain in a movie. It would have been very cool to do it a little bit differently where you're, where you don't sound like a villain ever, but you're just disagreeing with everybody, and you're just like, no, 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 you guys don't get it. Champa's actually really good. Not so much in NXT, but definitely in the in the broader WWE. Usually, they tr- they make their storylines too complicated, and a storyline in wrestling can literally be just, I think that I'm good enough to take that belt from you, yeah. and you don't need to complicate it with like breaking somebody's father's glasses or whatever the fuck is going on on the main roster right yeah (laughs) but this is the one time where it's like well no you've committed to doing something like difficult and emotional because it's all about these two guys that used to love each other and now hate each other so you can't cop out at the last second you have to understand each person's character and fully invest in it and champa hits his character every time yeah he really does have it he has it down him going from fuck you alistair black i'm the toughest guy in the world to the second johnny gargano shows up going oh i can play these two guys against each other that didn't feel like a weird gear shift that felt like yeah that's totally what this guy would do yeah absolutely backstage he acts like the toughest guy in the world and in the ring he acts like the toughest guy in the world but walking from the backstage to the ring he clutches his belt to his chest like it's his teddy bear they're these just perfect little character moments and then johnny gargano he should be black suit spider-man but he's doing venom okay yeah i see it He should be the good guy who is corrupted, not the anti-hero. Yeah, and doesn't realize it. He's doing bad things that he doesn't realize that they're bad. The two ways that you can take it is over the course of the year, he slowly accepts being an anti-hero or he expunges the evil from himself and goes back to being good guy Johnny Gargano. But like right now, what we need isn't Johnny Gargano being like, I'll do whatever it takes. What we need is, I don't want to do this, but it's the thing that needs to be done, guys. Yeah. You you guys just need to stay with me. You, you guys understand. You'll understand later because it's going to make sense. Because I, I also feel like if he was doing that, all of these people that have a problem with Johnny Gargano as a heel would go... Oh, they don't realize it, but Johnny Gargano is a heel. No, you're being worked, but like that's the fun of the storyline, right? The fun of the storyline should be that he's still acting like a good guy, but he's clearly a bad guy. I think maybe Aleister Black being in there is maybe messing around with stuff a little bit too much. It's maybe adding it into it. But I do like that he's I do like that he's getting this character moment and i do think that he's actually starting to turn into like a top guy because of the situation so you know i'm i'm i I, i'm willing to have him be part of this stuff i cracked up so hard at that alistair black promo last episode where his entire face is red and he's screaming about how i feel nothing alistair 
How do you feel about your match with Johnny Gardano? I, I don't feel anything. Nothing, Lebowski, nothing. And tomorrow, we come back and you will simply fade to And it's like, yeah. dude, you are flipping out. Yeah. It's great because every other Alistair Black promo, he's been completely calm. Oh, I'm like a, a Zen Buddhist. You know, your anger is going to destroy you. And now, now he is melting down, but he's like, I'm still the Zen guy. I'm completely calm. It's you that are flipping out. I'm mad. I'm never mad. You're the one that's mad. I love that. I think that that is just <laughs> single-handedly giving him character where nothing else could that and the weird transition from jean vest to leather vest to leather vest with claws growing out the shoulders yeah he's turning into a dinosaur it's great <laughs> okay i'm not super down with his look because <laughs> because there is something that he did recently take over he said i'm absolving you right i was like oh my god he's standing up really straight now his collar is high he could go priest. He could. He'd have to cover his tat, so he won't do it. But he could go priest. And a priest character would be really fun for him. But I think that that's basically what he's been this yeah, whole time. Yeah, but he's doing like goofy, like spiritualist, whatever. I, I like the idea of standing straight, always clutching a Bible or something. Walking no, to the no, ring. coming out with the censor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? That would be great. There was a bunch of guys who did like a priest gimmick. Uh, Christopher Daniels, I think, did it one. I'm, I'm not 100%. Well, could... when he wasn't doing the weird comic book Nazi gimmick. Yeah, you know what? He's pretty fun. He's a cool guy. I mean, he seems like a great guy. I just... <laughs> he seems like a really cool wrestler, honestly. I wish I knew more about him. The, like, stiff-collared SS look. I'm like, ooh, buddy. And he has the weird, like, dragon <laughs> Iron Eagle thing. Yeah, but when I see him do it, it's, like, really fun. <laughs> I think that he's, I think he's got the ability. There's something special about him, whatever. Alec is really down for somebody making Nazis fun again. Come on, guys. Hey, David Bowie did it. But I'm just saying, like, Alistair, he could do a priest gimmick, like a real priest gimmick. I would, I would actually really be interested in that. The only problem is he'd almost 100% he'd have to turn heel. And I don't think that they, they would want to do that. You can't have a priest be the face because he's just going to be all about, like, Sub sublimate your desires and, and everybody's gonna be like yeah and he's gonna be like don't chant it's bad for your soul <laughs> how do you take a character that is literally the main part of the gimmick is like a weird moral relativism moral centrism and be like now he's super on one side. I mean, that would be kind of funny if he came out one day and he was like, actually, you can be perfectly good. And here's how. You have to let Jesus Christ into your life. You know, I really kind of think that they could go that way with him. <laughs> like every couple of years, he just goes, he does, he does like a six month stint of just being entirely on one side. <laughs> like one time he'll just come out. And he's like, no, you know what, guys? I've realized I've done some soul searching. I am truly evil. And I'm just going to hurt. I'm just going to jump everyone all the time. Yeah, it has to be as cartoony as saying that you're perfectly good and coming out dressed as a priest. I want him in a red onesie with devil horns. <laughs> and, and a big fork. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Of course. And he's and he's doing a little dance. Yeah, it really doesn't gel with the rest of his look, but you know, whatever. I mean, he has like fucking dragon teeth shooting out all over his back. <laughs> he's such a dork though. That's the thing. He just looks like a dork. I'm sure that I'm not blowing anyone's mind, but that is the the secret behind anyone that's into metal music or punk music or anything that seems dangerous and cool they are complete fucking dorks yeah they paint a wizard on the side of their van yeah yeah the they're dorks. either they're either complete fucking dorks or they're just skinheads looking for a reason to beat people up yeah but and more more likely they just get stuffed in lockers all day the guys the guys that i knew in high school uh yeah, <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. Right who all got together and played D and D every week? <laughs> were not the guys that I hung out with and like repaired computers with. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's <laughs> it's it's different. It's definitely different. They were all guys that like smoked pot out of a wizard pipe <laughs> and like <laughs> you know wrote metal songs about conquering the orc menace yeah no i totally get it <laughs> i didn't know you hung out with alistair black in school <laughs> i, I didn't yeah. must be, it must be because you're 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 older than me i didn't see him in i didn't see him in the halls he walks out and it might as well be dudes we went to school with <laughs> the guys that we went to school with they had a metal band and they custom made their own leather armor to <laughs> wear while they played <laughs> metal music <laughs> Because they were awesome. like, this is going to be awesome. It was awesome. They're good. It they was right. awesome. It was awesome in a, in a way that you can't say awesome and, and be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely in the pop culture definition of awesome. But it was awesome in its own way. You got to dress like a Lord of the Rings character if you're going to do the, the uh, double bass drums, you know? When I found out that Aleister Black wrote the words to his intro song, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. I mean, I've only heard it. I, I'm sure it's true, though, right? Doesn't it make perfect sense? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's fun to rip on Alistair Black. <laughs> we all know about Toddy Potato and, and his, cute, his cute kitties. I feel like he acts like that and dresses like that and goes home and definitely has a cross stitch that says, God bless this mess. Oh, man, that's so good. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> God bless this mess. We have a question from one of our fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's listen to that. What's that? And by one of our fans, I mean our one fan. Yeah. Chris, hey, what's up? What's up, Chris? Chris writes... I don't know if you guys want listener questions, but I'm going to give you one anyway. Listen, if there's anybody else listening right yeah, now. Yeah, please give us a question. <laughs> definitely send us shit. Like, you know we have no idea what we're going to talk about whenever we start these things. It would be so happy. It would make me so happy to have something to, th to concentrate on. <laughs> also, we are screaming into the void right now. Oh, yeah. And, like, literally, if you emailed us. You don't even need to say you like the show. If you emailed us or tweeted us, whatsnxtpod at gmail.com. Tristan's Twitter is at enemyofbotth. Alex's Twitter is at vfharpoon. I listened to your show. 
It would mean so much. Yeah. The question is, isn't EC3 better suited to the main roster? Oh, yeah. Both his promo and in-ring style seems to fit what they do on Raw or SmackDown Live better than NXT. This was sent before Raw started just circling the fucking drain. I think that we are on week four of the lowest ratings Raw has ever gotten in a row. The dumbest Raws ever. Help us, Roman. I wish you came back. He really was the glue. He really was the glue holding it together. You thought that it was bad when we were forcing Roman down your throats, but now that you like Roman and he's gone, we're going to force literal piss down your throats. Yeah, we're going to have this guy pee all the time. We're going to have Baron Corbin just being everywhere for no reason. (laughs) What the fuck? Anyway, uh, EC3. Sure, EC3, absolutely. I totally agree with Chris. I think EC3. Absolutely not. I think EC3 is fantastic main roster material. The way he delivers promos, he fires up. He does a lot of, like, really great, like, I just want to fight, blah, blah, blah. He does not tailor, I think he does not really tailor himself well to long-term storylines. I think he's really good um, on the mic in just, like, sound bites and, like, explosiveness. He has a great wrestling style that's got, like, one or two very impressive moments, but he can play very safe despite the fact that he just seems to bleed from his face whenever he wrestles. Um, <laughs> but he can... Well, he takes he takes like a Brillo pad to his uh, forehead and cheeks, Yeah, right? I don't know. And his teeth bleed. Like, everything just bleeds. <laughs> but, like, he's he, play, he wrestles... He doesn't floss to make sure that that happens. <laughs> he wrestles like... He wrestles a, like a slow, methodical style with, like, big bursts of, like cool power moves and stuff he can sell pretty well he 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 definitely seems like a big time like raw time kind of guy nxt is very much about like the long-term storylines uh telling stories in a match and like things that he can do but i don't think that he really does when we saw him with the velveteen dream like the 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 weird like porno promo was great but that was like the only thing if they kept going with that i feel like it would have gotten old immediately and I think it would have been because of him. Let me tell you why I don't think that he's good for the main roster. Okay. The main roster would just book him for being big. And there are bigger guys than him on the main roster. Okay. They would just book him for his physique because the gimmick, they have two or three people doing that gimmick on the main roster. And guess who never fucking shows up on TV on the main roster? Those three people. Unless there's a weird shoot the moon Elias situation, he shows up on the main roster and he fades into the background. But on NXT, he is completely different than everybody else. Except maybe Connor Reeves, but that's why that was so fun. Okay. I get what you guys are saying. I get why you would think that. But more and more, I'm looking at, well, what would this actually be on the main roster? And I don't see it being anything. I don't know. I think I get like, although, okay, I don't want to. You know, I'm I'm gonna commit a cardinal sin and chew some gum. Well, don't worry about it. I don't want to get all gross about people and be like, oh, but his looks. But I will say, aside from the fact that he's not 
as handsome as The Rock. I get rock vibes from him sometimes with his promos, with the way that he like chants certain things, his victory after victory after victory, the way that he connects with the crowd. I definitely see. Oh yeah, he he's got he's got the charisma. Yeah, I see something like that, and I'm like, well, that's kind of a main roster guy, you know? That is like a raw guy. That's a that's a SmackDown guy. That's a guy that like comes out, cuts a promo. Everybody's down with him. He says something dumb about the other guy's shoes, and everybody laughs. And it's like that 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 I could see that like so easily versus like I mean, we were talking about Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano would flounder on the main roster because he would not be able to talk like one of those guys he wouldn't fail for the exact same reason but for a similar reason which is the main roster has a million people but the reason that it's always the same six people over and over is because the main roster only cares about belts if you aren't going to wear the belt you don't get a storyline yeah they don't think you matter. Well, he could. I feel like he could definitely get the belt, though. Do you think that they would look at him and go, this is a guy we want to give a belt to? Yeah, he's jacked to the gills. He's got good crowd connection. He basically does the people's he's elbow. He's not as jacked as Bobby Lashley. But Bobby Lashley has no... He's not as jacked as, as you know? But I Bobby mean, like, Lashley is a charisma black hole. If you put them in a ring together... He's gonna get over over Bobby Lashley, even with Leo Rush like chanting like a maniac and just bleeding from the face. It's it's like he's gonna win that. He's gonna win the crowd. He does a freaking people's elbow. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's 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 got like the star power. Second best people's elbow in the biz right now after after Willie Mack. <laughs> but like it's he. I like that you can mention any move, and the Mac probably does it. Uh, Jericho, second best walls of Jericho in the business, right after the Willie Mac. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I, I guess I can see where you're coming. Where you're like, oh, but they have guys already. But I'm saying he's better than those guys. He's the archetype of what they want those guys to be already, and they just can't get them there. It, it, it's even less that they already have those guys and more that I kind of talked about this when Velveteen Dream was flirting with Call Me Up Vince shit. Yeah. I like these guys flirting with the idea that they belong on the main roster more than I like them going to the main roster. I think that EC3 would kill... Because it's already a part of his gimmick. Even even if they're now doing this weird heel that's actually a face thing with him where everybody loves him. Like, he would clean up if part of his gimmick became not only am I an Adonis with gigantic muscles, not only am I rich, I'm clearly destined for the main roster, guys. They should call me up tomorrow. Like... That would that would blow full sail apart with how great it would be. But the second he actually goes to the main roster, everybody's gonna go, "Oh yeah, this guy's all right." Huh. I don't know. I think I see where you're coming from with that. I like that a lot. But there are certain things about the main roster that I think will show you that he actually can get get over over there. Okay, Drew McIntyre went to the main roster. 
hasn't lost yet. I think he lost once just recently to like Dolph Ziggler or something because of their stupid storyline. But he hasn't lost. He's he's killed it, and he looks like a main event guy. People are talking about putting the belt on him. Uh, I think that that's like huge, and you can do that. He's big. He's giant. He's got like a persona and a charisma that I think you know resonates with the main roster. And but I he's think but he's that's... been he's been Vince's golden boy since he fucking showed up and you know was measured at six seven. Like, come on. Yeah, but I mean, like he screwed up before, and then he came <laughs> back, and you would think that that would make him even less appealing. But now he's he's come back. He's got a whole new persona and whole attitude. But it's like a big attitude, you know what I'm saying? And I think EC3 already has that attitude. He already has like a big personality. I think that that's like a prime example of somebody that could do it. And I think he could do it. I think if he came, he would be big. If he moved up to the main roster, EC3 would not be alone because we've learned that Vince has a major hard-on for one Lars Sullivan. They started playing promos for him coming to either Raw or SmackDown like a month in advance. Yeah. And why shouldn't he have a big boner for him? He is everything he's ever wanted. Yep, he's a big guy. He uh, doesn't say much. He alludes to being super smart. But most importantly... He posts racist and homophobic things on bodybuilding websites. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to give him a little bit of a benefit of doubt because apparently he was like 17 or something when he did it, but still. He was still listening yeah. to white power music. Yeah, he's 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 got a he's got a he's got a big problems coming up now, which uh we got to we got to I got to say the thing that pisses me off the most about the whole situation is that he's trying to Hulk Hogan it. He's trying to just not comment on it. Yeah. Not that it would be completely cool if he was like, hey, I was young, I'm sorry that I said this thing. Can you at least come out and say, I don't actually hate gay people or Jewish people or black people? Yeah, because then you I'm can, okay with that. You can work with that and you can get past that, but you can't if you're not going to say anything about it. You know, but now we know why he looks the way he looks, because he saw the big guy from the first Indiana Jones movie and was like, those are my body goals. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's disappointing because I really liked him. The big mechanic. You remember him? Yeah. The guy, that the got guy hit who by looks a... exactly like Lars Sullivan. Doesn't he get hit by the airplane? Spinning the propeller. Thing? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I just the airplane spinning thing. Yeah. Well, you know. Sometimes it spins, sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, I was just letting everybody know it was spinning when it hit him. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's a, he's a big problem for me because I used to really like him, too. So that that's a problem. <laughs> it makes me upset. Yeah, yeah. He was just great. He had everything going for him. So I was just like, oh, man, seriously? I never gave a shit about Hulk Hogan either. And by the time I was interested in wrestling... He was already a known racist, and he wasn't wrestling anymore. So I was just like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. He killed Gawker. Screw him. Lars Sullivan is still putting on very fun matches with Keith Lee, and I have to be angry through them because 
he said some shit on the internet 10 years ago and won't apologize for it. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Come on, man. It's gotta, it's, I mean, really, when you look at how much time has passed, it is possible that there has been growth and things have changed, but it's never gonna, you're, I can't believe that if you haven't, if you don't come out and say something. I never said anything like the stuff that he said, but I definitely said some gross shit on the internet when I was in high school. And if somebody dug it up, I'd be like, "Yeah, sorry, that." Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not that guy anymore. And uh, like, I was a really kind of sad person at that time because I didn't have a lot of self esteem, and I was trying to fit in in communities on the internet that I probably shouldn't have wanted to fit in with anyway. Yeah. Like you, you can apologize for that shit and like admit that you did something wrong, but also say, I hope that I've moved on from that kind of thinking and to not say anything like, you know, I appreciate sticking to kayfabe, but like, this is one of the instances when, Hey, just say something. Yeah, his whole character thing is like, he's so smart, right? He could be like, well, that was back before it was smart. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's part of it. I, I, I read the bell curve and realized all of the factual inaccuracies in it and was like, ah, that this is all specious reasoning. It would have been better to have something come out and he could say something. I, it's just it's unfortunate. Maybe he's maybe he's going to release something, but I don't know. At this point, it's very long. It's very late in the game. So, yeah. I do, I do really like that... Um, he said he wanted to uh, sexually assault Stephanie McMahon back in the day, and they're still going to bring him to the main roster. Well, because <laughs> Vince McMahon does not care about his family. Uh, they're going to do. They're probably just going to pull another fucking Scott Steiner angle with them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what can you fucking say about these carny freaks? Sometimes it's not cool to be a carny, guys. I mean, very rarely. I would say, I would argue very rarely. I want to sell people a $15 hot dog I microwave. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, no, no. I meant that completely seriously. Okay, good. Getting your cousin to go go through wallets at the Tilt-A-Whirl while people are inside? Like, come on. One of my dreams would be to, uh, to, to open a wrestling school knowing nothing about wrestling, having never wrestled, having never met or talked to an actual wrestler. And then microwave hot dogs and sell them to the, my students for $15. Except it was like a real wrestler. It was a real wrestler who made the school, I think. But like for me, obviously, it would be different. The number of times in shoot interviews, people are like, oh, yeah, I started. I was going to this guy. He had opened a wrestling school. He had actually been a wrestling manager. And I realized pretty quickly that he didn't know a lot of the like technical aspects of of wrestling and was just getting kids in there to like sell them a shirt that he said was mandatory to wear in his ring. <laughs> it's like, God bless these creeps. He has a concession stand where he sells Jamaican beef patties to the kids. <laughs> it's like, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I want to be that one day because I think it's, I think you need people like that. Oh, around. kid, you got a pretty nasty gash. I'm going to need $15 to open up this first aid box yeah. and stitch you up. Oh, man, that looks really bad. I'll tell you what. Go around back to where there's a McDonald's parking lot. Call the ambulance from there because uh, we're going <laughs> to say you fell on your skateboard, all right? 
I thought that you were going to say, go around back to uh, the dirt patch and just, uh, you know, rub some dirt in there. That'll clot it up. That'll stop the bleeding. Then come back in here. I got to teach you some more stuff. Do you think when I was maybe teaching Dave Batista, please don't look that up, (laughs) that I told him to wear a Band-Aid? I was teaching a Dave Batista. I w- Wait, why do you keep saying a Dave Batista? I'm not saying a Dave Batista. I'm I'm just saying the true fact that I taught a Dave Batista. Yeah. David Batista. David Baptiste. When I was teaching <laughs> David Baptiste, who you know who he turned out to be. <laughs> I mean, you can infer it from the name, can't you? Yeah, exactly. highly successful so you know if things don't work out for Lars or EC3 for that matter you know the nice thing is though we've just found out this week you can always come home you can always go back to NXT the prodigal son yeah Tyra Breeze is back and I hope he stays because it was amazing I didn't realize how much I missed his like singles action I I think that it's probably going to be a one-off or a rare occasion but yeah him showing up was just such a such a gift it was and it was really cool to see like the old character too because it was like a little bit less it was the same level of goofy but it wasn't like he still had a police line tape down his leg i like that but he didn't have like it wasn't like uh i think you know where i'm coming right it wasn't like goofy like cartoony goofy it was like goofy like dork it seemed great it worked out so good everybody was so happy to see him okay so this is the one consolation prize there is still prestige from having been on the main roster yeah six months ago a year ago ricochet was maybe the biggest free agent on the indie scene and Tyler Breeze hadn't been seen for a while. Yeah. And this match happens. And all of these people that fucking cream their jeans about Ricochet, Tyler Breeze, who hasn't wrestled, shows up. And they're like, oh, we're going to root for Tyler Breeze. He's amazing. Yeah. He's our guy. Yeah. Look at him. Oh, yeah. He's got weird, floppy fur fringe on his boots like look at his stupid entrance with the weird iphone the weird gimmick like iphone 3 or whatever hopefully that will convince some of the main roster mentality to actually hold off because i think that so often when people come up from nxt of the main roster the reason that they lose their first four matches is because whether it's Road Dog or Vince McMahon or whoever, somebody's like, well, we got to tell everybody that NXT ain't shit. This is the main roster, right? Yeah. Well, they've been fucking over Tyler Breeze, and he showed up on NXT, and everybody flipped out for him. So, like, everybody knows the main roster is the place where you should want to be, okay? Even though it isn't, but, you know, like ostensibly everybody's working to get there so cool it and i really liked that not only did tyler breeze obviously tyler breeze breeze lost this right yeah you gotta keep he's not gonna be holding the belt but it was a long match 
It made Tyler Breeze look good. Oh, yeah. He had great spots in it. It's good booking in a nutshell because everybody gets to play to their strengths. Tyler Breeze is the returning hero. Kind of like that 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 Champa uh Velveteen Dream match from uh Takeover War Games. You start to convince yourself, oh, maybe he is gonna win. He's looking really yeah. good. This is awesome. Oh man, it's a triumphant return. We're gonna see him next week. Velveteen Dream is gonna be the new the new champion of the of the brand. Yeah. And it's like, no, that isn't gonna happen, but it's a good match. Yeah, okay, let's move on. You know, I remember saying something about women's division. Do we want to talk about that? I love it. I'm actually really into the women's division right now, with one little exception, which we'll get into, I'm sure. But I'm loving that, you know, a lot of action is going on. They're doing house show stuff, but they're bringing it up on the main roster, which I like. Bianca Belair did some house show stuff, and she qualified to be on the four-way. Our buddy Lacey Evans, Muscles Malone. She qualified in a house show, but they played some clips, so you got to see. I'm so glad that they haven't flown too close to the sun yet and just put her in a MAGA hat, because that's when that gimmick dies. But right now, it's it's so skirting the the edge, and I'm... Yeah. It's it's tantalizing. It's it's like uh, edging. It's like so close to fucking up, but also so close to being amazing. We can't do that yet. But I will tell you that she's she's been great. I've been loving that. And like a ton of the stuff with the women's division has been looking really interesting and really cool. I really like uh, a lot of the Shayna Baszler stuff that's been happening that we've seen. I like that she's still, you know, retaining, and it's not as. I love cut. her her Mean Girls click. The 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 three horse women are so much better than the four horse women. In okay, my mind. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say there's a little bit of there's a little bit of trepidation for me there because the other two have not said one word yet on oh, a yeah, microphone. But, but, uh, they've said a couple of words, and it's been a little clunky. But uh-huh. I feel like that's why it works so good that they're still her lackeys. Yeah, I think that they have to be her lackeys. If they were cutting promos as good as Shayna Baszler, you would go, well, they're all kind of on equal footing. Why does Shayna Baszler keep them around? They're a threat to her. But right now, one of them wears a shirt that says, let's play, and another one wears a shirt that says, let's fight, and they just kind of giggle in the background while Shayna Baszler says that she's going to break somebody's nose. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean that's yeah. But I just It's very good. I I guess so. I just I'm a little I'm not 100% sold on it. They need to get like more wrestling. They need to wear gear. Hopefully they'll have gear for their match with um Dakota and Io Shirai. From the house shows that I've seen, their gear is those t-shirts. See, uh See, I like that. You know why? I don't know. Because it's the most dominant woman in NXT right now with her two lackeys who are very good at beating people up but aren't really real wrestlers yet versus the other three greatest women's wrestlers on the roster right now. You got Io Shirai, you got Kairi Sane, and you got Dakota Kai. And also Io Shirai is just very cute when she talks about how much she loves her friend Yeah, and wants to protect her. It's good. But the thing is... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not 100% sold on it. We've done the MMA into 
um, NXT thing. We've done the MMA into wrestling thing a bunch, and we've done it successfully. And I don't think that this is how we've done it in the past. And I know maybe they're trying to do something new with it, but I don't know. We did Brock. We did, uh, you know, like everybody. It went all the way back that far. But, I mean, look, look, Matt Riddle comes out. He's wearing gear. He's looks like a wrestler. We've got a... Uh, oh. Oh, Dijakovic is coming? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. That was... Dijak- eh. why, why did you add all that extra shit at the end? It's, it's, it's fine. We liked it. We liked Dijak. What the fuck? But it, it, it's fine. And also, and he it's still has Donovan Dijakovic, which is weird because it's like Donovan does not fit with the name Dijakovic. Like, yeah. there's something weird about Just, that. It's very strange. And also, he still <laughs> says feast your eyes, which was the Dijak thing. So I don't know what the, but it's fine. It's and fine. then, and then there's that weird promo package. Oh, the package where he's is like, awful. <laughs> the package was so bad. <laughs> package is terrible. It's like they're trying to turn him into a new guy that you don't even know who he is. <laughs> but they're still keeping his name almost exactly the same. But whatever. It's like, so they're doing that. So with these two, I mean, I don't know. I get that they're trying to do that. And they're like, look, they're wearing t-shirts because they're MMA girls and they don't really give a shit about wrestling. Uh But it's like, uh, you already did it with Shayna Baszler and she did it so much better. She did it so much better. And the way she did it was by approaching it as a wrestler. She did it by approaching it as like, I know about wrestling and I like wrestling. She did it by approaching like, I'm going to beef up and get like giant arms and just come out and just like wade through everybody and like smash people. There is a way to construct this and it feels like the way that they are constructing it, which is Shayna Baszler, the thing that makes her so dangerous is she was an MMA shoot fighter who came to wrestling and took wrestling seriously But the thing that means that her other two friends are her lackeys is because they're like, oh, yeah, we'll run in and we'll hit somebody with a chair, whatever. So, wait, I think we're actually going to run into something here because I think this is where our differences are stemming from. Who do you think is winning the match between Io Shirai and Dakota Kai and Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke? Between that, I think that it's Io Shirai and Dakota Kai, except Dakota Kai might be injured from a house show, which sucks. So but. there you go. That's the difference. Because I went into this, I'm like, well, they're definitely winning, and they're dressed like not wrestlers, and they're not taking wrestlers. Oh, no, no, no. I think that, I think that, I think without, that they're winning. Without Shayna Baszler interfering, they lose. I don't. That's how you build this great three women versus three women stable fight i love the idea i love where you're coming from the mean girls are two moons revolving around Shayna baszler oh yeah i love the idea i love Whereas, where you're coming from but i i don't think it's working out that way Kyrie sane and dakota kai and io shirai are three equals who just want to kick Shayna baszler's ass so hard okay so with that understanding if it happens the way that I said, you would probably feel a little bit closer to how I'm feeling, right? Yeah. If probably. Jasmine Duke and Marie Shafir just boom and win, it's a little but bit. But Alec, but Alec, Io Shirai must protect her friends. I saw that and I like that. <laughs> but I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I love I love that whenever she does that, whether it's a promo, whether it's a tweet, whatever, she always holds Kyrie Sane for a second. Yeah. I will protect my friend. And then 
This is the friend I'm talking about. Yeah. And Dakota Kai, who normally looks like a deer caught in the headlights no matter what, kind of looks a little... Every single time, she looks like she appreciates the thought, but is also like, you know I'm a wrestler. I don't need you to protect me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that definitely that definitely. Like, shows I'm glad up. that you care about me, but also, like... This is a little patronizing, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving, absolutely loving Reina Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. She looked great. I hope she gets signed. Mexican-American Texas lady? Yeah. Holy shit. I hope she gets that signed. That was right up my alley. She, when she came out swinging the fucking thing around and slamming it on the thing and going... The bull rope? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, fuck. If they don't sign her after that... I, I was watching her with my roommates, and I was like, if they don't sign her after that, that's that's a big problem. They've got to sign I her. Feel like, I feel like what you got to do, right? You got to um, have her wear steel-toed cowboy boots... You got to have her maybe ditch the the jean chaps. I think they just did that because they didn't have any leather chaps around. I don't know. The jean chaps were kind of funny. I I was endeared by those. I like those. But see, but I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking you got to get chaps like uh, you want to give her the the authenticity. Well, no, I want to give her the big uh, show rodeo chaps like uh, Pee Wee wears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, like. And last but not least, either bit of straw to chew on or some tobacco. Yeah. She's got to be chewing on something and it can't be gum because she's she's a Texas lady. Yeah. She should be hoss. When you saw her next to me, Yim, who already is big, she already is big in the division. And she was like big. And I was like, oh, shit. Sign this lady. They did stuff with her that even with other big ladies, they don't usually do. They just let her punch and do power moves oh, and yeah. be like, yeah, because she doesn't actually really know how to wrestle. She just knows how to bar fight, you know? Well, that's the impression, but I bet she knows But that's the character. Yeah. You know, the character yeah. is like... Raina Gonzalez, professional smasher Yeah, she needs to uh, uh, cut a promo about how she worked as a bouncer at a roadhouse oh, yeah. and she needs to cut a promo about how one time a bull looked at her funny and she knocked it out i love that yeah and just like one time one time uh my grandpa was thirsty so i punched the ground and water came out or something like <laughs> yeah, i don't know whatever yeah. it's like do something cool she's like a tall tales lady or something. Yeah, yeah yeah she's she's pecos bill but <laughs> yeah just perfect and she really was very cool and i'm very excited for her and there's like a ton of good again i was saying before like how the women's roster is kind of escaping the whole like there's too many guys but i'm just realizing no there's still too many guys in the women's roster because like diana perrazzo i haven't seen her in weeks and there still seems to be some developmental aspect to the women's roster yeah they're not afraid to bring a new person in and keep working with them not just bring a new person in but like Hey, this is somebody that showed some some promise. They haven't been on something like Ring of Honor or whatever. I mean, Diana Peraza. Dude, she was yeah, she did a lot of shit on Ring of Honor. Did I did think. do shit like that, but you know, I I don't think that Reina Gonzalez is well known. They're still working with Vanessa Bourne. I was gonna bring her up. Good I on was them. So happy that they kept working with her because she's like way improved. 
And also, what? Uh, she was one of the first people that Mia Yim beat up, I think. Yeah, but she was and so it's like, improved that's, even that's, on that. That's, yeah. a, that's a perfect pairing. Because it's like, Mia Yim, I just know how to fight because I'm a tough person. Versus Vanessa Bourne, whose whole thing is, don't I look cute? And you're yeah. like, oh god, this is gonna be great. <laughs> oh yeah, and she's she's she plays her part so good. I mean, honestly, I'm really really pleased with Vanessa Port. I remember when she first was coming out, and we were talking about her, and I was like, I don't know, she could do something. It was just that whole cheer for me thing that she did that I was just like, okay, she knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, she came out in the dominatrix stuff that was too much. They pulled it back. Now she's wearing a fur coat over kind of slightly fetishy ring attire she's not like a nasty girl she's like a a vision or whatever <laughs> she's like a backup dancer that becomes well known just for being a backup dancer that's it that's that's like it she got it you mentioned that you were a little disappointed in the horsewomen i was yeah i have a disappointment and it is still candace Lorraine. yeah no i knew where you were going but yeah who is candace Lorray? alec uh not indies Candice LeRae. Describe WWE Candice LeRae to me. WWE Candice LeRae is a person who is confused by what is going on <laughs> and is a very good wrestler that... Is she? Wants to... Yes, because she still is pulls she? off the good moves. Yes, and she's still tough. She does in what the ring. What match has she won? Honestly, I can't even remember. But she's fought Shayna Baszler and put a good fight up with her. She fought. Okay, so maybe maybe she's more of a character, well, rather than rather than rather than like a, a a big wrestler. No, you see, the big problem is the character work because she can do it. Oh, she oh, can so, perform so, so, in the ring. So she isn't a, a a cohesive character. No, I wouldn't say she is. I would say she. Let me let me ask you a question, Alan. Yeah. Does she love her husband? Or is she annoyed with her husband? I can't tell anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Is she going to defend her husband? Or is she going to let her husband hang out to dry because she's put up with this bullshit too long? I still don't know because sometimes she wears different makeup. (laughs) Is she all black, I'm going to kick your ass, Candice LeRae? Or is she bubblegum outfit? I'm having a good time, Candice LeRae. Okay, the big problem with that was... <laughs> I'll tell you what that... Yeah, I'll tell you the big problem with that. They did a show in California. And they put her on the card. She can't be a heel in California. She can't. So you see, that's the problem. They all they all know her as cutest tag team in the world, Candice LeRae. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know, like... Well, she can't. She could not go to California and be a heel. It's impossible. They love her over there. But the t- so you see, the problem is just they really have to figure out what they want to do with her and then book her right. Because she has a lot of potential. And I've been watching a ton of because I didn't realize that Joey Ryan is a big fat, you know, you know, dickhead and like just puts up to- like full indie matches on his YouTube channel oh, so yeah. I can watch it's them. Great. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to like buy anything. I can just watch it. For that's free what I was. That's Joey what Ryan. I was just mentioning like if if you guys haven't check out cutest tag team in the world it's wonderful well he just put up so much shit and i was like oh my god so i've been getting a really 
new appreciation for her because I had seen some of her stuff. You know, everybody's seen her covered in blood after fighting the Young Bucks and all that. But really, you know, I, I didn't see a ton of her uh, singles work or even a ton of her, you know, intergender stuff, which I really enjoyed. So I I think she really has a ton of potential. She's really great. And she has a good character because her character is just like positive, upbeat, I'm going to kick your ass, which but I like. But we also already have Dakota Kai. But Dakota Kai is getting weird because Dakota Kai is either going to kick your ass because she's snapped psychologically and all she wants to do is destroy your face or she's going to kick your ass because of honor and, you know, duty and making anime poses. So like that's different. I think with Candace, it's just like, yeah, I love, I love the sport. I don't really give a shit about anything else, and you know. Yeah, but the only reason that I mentioned that is, Candace showed up at the like least opportune time yeah. because her husband is embroiled in a gigantic, years-spanning storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the women's division has a bunch of analogs for the stuff that she does. So it's like, well, what do you do with her then? Yeah. And what they've decided to do with her is have her show up every couple of weeks and deliver a parking lot promo where she's like, oh, uh, I'm not going to comment on what my husband's doing, but also if anybody touches him, I'll beat them up. But also I just want to wrestle, but also I don't like Alice. I don't know Black. where I'm going with this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I uh, I was so excited by the prospect of Dark Candace. There was a Dark, dark Candace. There was a cool good. Dark Candace haircut. There was a cool Dark Candace makeup change. There was a cool rock and roll T-shirt look, and I was just like, "Oh, this is good," because she's not really she can't be in contendership for the belt because they're doing something else with the belt. So just have her run around beating people up and being mean. But then they couldn't even do that because they had to keep dragging the Johnny stuff in. I know that it's become kind of cliche, the we don't know what to do with them, so we'll do a heel face change, but it is very effective because at least it's something different. And oh, yeah, yeah, that one week where she was wearing all dark gray and we were like, oh, cool, she's going to kill somebody. Like, she should have gone with the Punisher motif. Yeah. That would have been so funny. Yeah, it could have been Venom and the Punisher. I think it would have been cool. I think I think there's still a lot of potential for that when we get DIY or DIY not or whatever. When we get that heel thing, she might actually join as like a stable member or something and just like beat up on people too. She might get in on some intergender stuff if they ever do it because she has so much experience with it. So, I mean, I Well, don't they know. kind of did it at the end of uh, the uh, Mixed Match Challenge when Asuka and The Miz finally uh, got kicked out of the challenge. They lost too many times, and it was all The Miz's fault, and Asuka confronts him after the fact, and he is acting like a simpering asshole, and she kind of feigns like she's like, Okay, you're right. Uh, you know, like you were my teammate. We tried as hard as we could, and then just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> it was great. Well, that's not really that intergendery. That's just like an after the match. It would be cool if they just if she just like I don't know drop kicked Xavier Woods or whatever, and then he like drop. It would be cool if he drop kicked her, and then everybody would boo. Except they actually pulled the trigger on. People could believe this woman beating up an ex-world champion. Yeah. 
Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Listen, listen, you got to look for the thinnest of silver linings. Yeah, but I'm not watching Mixed Match Challenge. I don't have a membership anymore to WWE Network, and I don't want to watch anything oh, on you Facebook. Don't? You, don't have a, you don't have a membership to the network? No. Just you like don't you have do, access. Just like how you to... do have a membership to w- NJPW World, right? Uh, excuse me. You also have access to my Hulu account. Yes, I do. So we're even. Fuck off. I know we are even. Okay, but you good. were trying to bring it up like I was like a, like it was my like a like I made the choice or whatever. Like we're, we're, we're. well, I could have made the choice. I could still get it now, but I won't. I'm firmly I'm firmly in agreement with you on this. Actually, it's it's not. I'm not always firmly in agreement with you on these things, but I'm firmly in agreement with you on not having a network subscription. <laughs> what finally broke our back about WWE Network? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it for you guys. It's not Brock Lesnar because guess what? I actually kind of like Brock Lesnar. All right, assholes. <laughs> no, um, it was one horrible week. It was the week of Evolution. Evolution was cool. I liked Evolution. I, yeah. Did you watch any of that? I watched some of it. I didn't actually watch the whole thing. I watched clips because I didn't. The network subscription ran out. I had something to do that evening. People were kind of bemoaning that they were selling tickets so cheap because they were like, ah, they're undervaluing the all-women pay-per-view. But that also meant that it was basically a sold-out show. Yeah, that's pretty cool. If I hadn't been doing anything that night for a $10 Long Island Railroad ticket and a $15 WWE ticket, you got to see that show in person. And I was kicking myself that I could I didn't even realize they were selling tickets that cheap. I would have actually tried to go, I think. So that's the good of the week. The bad of the week was Jamal Khashoggi had been killed by the Saudi government and everybody was telling the WWE, hey, maybe don't do Crown Jewel, which is a huge propaganda piece for the Saudi government who just killed one of their own people because he was a journalist who spoke out against their war crimes in Yemen. And most of the people in the WWE at least had the presence of mind to keep their mouth shut. There were, of course, two major people saying, no, we have to do crown jewel can you guess who they were well, we know who they were the two dicks of the show um randy orton and jpl so <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean you didn't even it's need like... to really guess i mean even if you didn't know who they were i mean you knew who they were no the saudi government is cool man they're killing people in yemen awesome let's do this wrestle show by wrestling for them we're gonna teach them that violence is not the answer there was still this thing where they were like well The Saudi government says it was an accident. So maybe. (laughs) Do do democracy on them through wrestling and they'll learn about Western civilization and go like, oh, we shouldn't hack a journalist to bits in the back room of our embassy. I I get it now. But yeah. then they they literally put out a press release that was like, you know that thing for the past two weeks that we said we didn't do? Uh, yeah, we did it. Whoops. Our bad, I guess. And everyone was like, okay, WWE. Balls in your court. They admitted that they killed this dude. <laughs> Now's the time to 
pay them back the $15 million and say, we're not doing Crown Jewel for the next 15 years. And the WWE said, yeah, but $15 million. <laughs> you guys, if you had $15 million, right? Like, you would do it too. You just don't even, don't be jealous. <laughs> Besides, they get to show them, look, they get to show them how democracy works. When millions and millions of people are cheering for somebody and then and then and then you just bury them, you know, that's democracy. <laughs> WWE has taught us. Democracy is when everybody goes, um, there's this weird, balding, racist freak. Uh, please don't put him on your show. And you go, let's have him intro the show. Yeah, right. Because guys, Hulk Hogan is back. Yeah, yeah. It's it basically just it was such a slap in the face. We just could not <laughs> we could not justify spending money on WWE anymore. And I I haven't bought any T-shirts or anything. I probably won't buy any T-shirts. I bought a Pete Dunne T-shirt from his personal website. So I uh, am getting a Shayna Baszler T-shirt for Christmas, I believe. But it's from her old pro wrestling tees. Yeah indie store you so. know what that's honestly that's the way to go i think I, I i really think i can't i think i can't even justify throwing money at these guys anymore i'll watch nxt on hulu i still don't know what we're gonna do about the takeover before wrestlemania i, I know because i be want to go i know i want to go but i'll have to figure out i mean we'll have to figure out how we can i mean justify doing that's that. the saturday night we could skip that and instead Take the PATH train out to Newark to go see Joey Janela's Spring Break 3. I mean, we could do that. <laughs> that would be insane. See, you know, the cool thing about um, NXT is that you can watch takeovers on Hulu. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't have to actually spend money on WWE to watch it. The only thing that pisses me off is that they didn't uh, bring NXT UK to Hulu. Uh, yeah, you see, that's the thing. I can't watch that. And I've been getting told that i should watch it it's very good but i i just yeah i've heard it that too i i mean there might be places to find it on the internet that aren't yeah but you know you know i don't mess around with that stuff because i like my computer i don't want all any of the viruses tristan okay (laughs) well Anyhow, I don't know. It's so so that was our uh virtue signaling section yeah but I think, honestly, it's not just a virtual thing. I mean, look, we're two dum-dums who make a dumb podcast that doesn't mean anything that nobody listens to. And I think that what's important is that what up, everybody... Chris? Yeah, hey, Chris. Is that I think everybody should really be having these kinds of discussions because, honestly, this is, like, really shitty. Like, this is really shitty. <laughs> this is, like, really shitty. And I'm not... You guys know that I don't go political and I refuse to be taken political, but like that's the thing. I gotta I gotta say, it's it's very shitty. <laughs> These guys are really <laughs> gross and they did something really gross. I was uh, a couple of times during all of this, like trying to needle you in the way that I usually do. In the way that you needle me about um being too concerned with politics, I try to needle you about being unconcerned with politics and Every single time I was kind of taken off guard because I would be like, you know, they're bringing back Hulk Hogan. We've, we've got to boycott the WWE. And you'd be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. Well, listen, 
prison. I don't recall ever needling you about anything. Uh, I don't. I don't believe that that is something that I've done. And you know, that's just just you know, it's character assassination on your part. But you know, that's fine. I'll, I'm the bigger man. I'll let it slide. Segway tag uh... division done. <laughs> oh, okay. We could say weird pants on Tyler Breeze, right? <laughs> Almost as weird as uh, the heavy machinery and the jeans. I watched the last NXT and had to frantically text Alec because Heavy Machinery come out in Husky Boy jeans. Yeah, they're very, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm down with it, but I guess it's it's fun. Shirtless with jeans. I don't know if I'm down with it, but it make as as somebody who earlier in my life was a little huskier, it makes me feel seen and appreciated. <laughs> they're like, yeah, okay. Their their non ring gear isn't gonna be cool. They're round weirdos. It's gonna be husky jeans. I think it's very interesting that their non ring gear is shirtless with jeans. <laughs> oh no! What are you talking about? Of course, it's shirtless with hmm. jeans. Okay. Alec, what are you wearing right now? I'm shirtless with jeans. <laughs> but I'm not in heavy machinery, Tristan. <laughs> I'm flattered you should think that. But And now he's kicked up his leg to show me that he is definitely wearing jeans. <laughs> and now he's kind of rubbing his knee so he looks like that um, Burt Reynolds yeah. sexy yeah, yeah, pose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. good. Well... You're you're almost as hairy as he yeah, is. Yeah, I'd say so. They're hardworking, honest boys, and they prefer comfort over practicality or coolness. I loved their shirtless, no jeans. I loved their. Uh... Or, no, hold on, shirtless with jeans. Yeah, shirtless with jeans. <laughs> shirtless, no yeah, jeans. There is no is, jeans. They run out in tidy white. Secret... which would also be very. The funny. secret is there is no jeans. <laughs> really loved their video package with tucker getting a lot of action in and talking and talking and just getting going and apparently i think he was talking about the mighty which is unfortunate because they're gone now yeah which sucks i mean much love to nick miller i was just talking about how cool they were because they're really great they're definitely a lot cooler than the forgotten sons which now that we're in tag team let me just ask i find it incomprehensible that we haven't talked about this yet but I don't think that we've actually talked about this. Why does it say when they come out, do unto others? I have no clue. I have no under. I have no understanding of that. Because, like, don't tread on me would make sense. Do unto others as they as you would have them do unto you is the saying. So what is they saying? They're like beat them up because they want you want them to beat you up. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? It's just like, it's just, it's... Did, did you did you hear, Morrow? Um, they're totally stealing this whole thing from uh, OVE because he said that they're on the Do Unto Others tour. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, that sounds like some kind of... A, they only show up at Full Sail, so it's not much of a tour. Yeah. But B, that's the OVE yeah, thing. Yeah, I don't... They really are just trying to do OVE, and they're really doing a terrible job. They're doing such a horrible it's job. Just, it's just three, like, boring guys, and one of them looks like a 
dum dum because he's always bugging his eyes and it really doesn't look like what he wants you to think it looks like. Thankfully, heavy machinery just demolished them. Yeah. Haha. That's good. Hopefully, we get like a breakup or something and then just they disappear. It's just, it's not working. I don't get it at all, man. It's really not working. They they got this biker aesthetic, but they never do. They like, don't come in on bikes. They don't do bikes. Yeah, they don't say anything coherent. Like, it's all just, it's like a, a fucking, uh, you know, cut out of magazine's ransom note. It's all just different shit that makes no sense together. The saying do unto others is very appropriate for them because it's just something that some guy thought sounded cool and that's basically the whole tag team is just something some guy thought would be cool they're they're an eighth graders uh uh notebook yeah, cover. i mean i don't get it i don't get it one of them has a has it. a cool s tattoo and another one has a skull and crossbones and um only the strong survive yeah and they have like crowbars and chainsaws and shit yeah, it's stupid. One of them has a metal hand. It, it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I would kind of love if one of them just inexplicably, for no reason and no reason given, came out in, like, Warhammer 40k cosplay. And they were like, why are you wearing a Space Marine outfit? He's like, huh, what are you talking about? I'm cool. See, now... Duh. See now that's that's you're you're already trying to jazz it up a little bit. They're never gonna do that. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Heavy machinery makes sense. Yeah, we love heavy they're, machinery. They're, they're doing good. They're doing good here. Street profits are no longer in another seen land. because as we mentioned before, they're in Evolve and about to be killed by Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Baloney Dorch. Oh, I wasn't even gonna say that. Yeah, Baloney Dorch. Baloney Dorch is kicking ass. Yeah, they're doing great. They're doing so great. I could see them getting a title shot soon. Raul Mendoza and Umberto. Yeah, those guys are great. It kind of sucks that they're doing the, well, they're both Mexican, let's put them together thing. But also, it's very fun that they're doing the, let's have some, some luchadors. Yeah, but they're getting over really well. People love them, too. They're both <laughs> nice little boys. They're great. We love them. And I actually really want to see them do good stuff in the future. We haven't seen... War Raiders. Yeah, they got injured or whatever. One of them, Hanson, is really messed up, so he's out for a while. Only thing to talk about then is um, the biggest thing in the world, which is Undisputed Era. Oh yeah, are back. All four. That is really cool. It was great to see them do their little pose in the middle of the ring this week, and all four of them were in there. And Fish does this weird, like, you know, drag the thumb across the neck surfer pose thing. That's pretty good. Adam Cole got some heat with Champa on Twitter because Ooh. he posted an image with all four of them with the four men's belts of NXT and saying next year Undisputed Era runs this place or something like that. Very cool. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, that brings up a whole storyline that we haven't even thought Adam of. Adam Cole uh, with the NXT men's belt. Bobby Fish with the U.S. title. Really? Or the North American oh, title. Oh, I would have yeah. thought they would have put that on uh, Roddy and then Fish and O'Reilly could have the title, the tag belts. No, I think that they're keeping uh, uh, O'Reilly and Strong together, <laughs> which That's is interesting. funny. Yeah. Right after War Games, 
right after every single time they had tried to do a promo, they got blindsided by War Raiders. They're doing a promo in a shipping container. M. Cole starts talking and then goes, oh, wait a minute, guys. Like, looks over his shoulder, moves a box, like... Just making sure the War Raiders aren't standing behind this single box. <laughs> well, you never know. They're crafty. Sometimes they hide under a ring for 40 minutes. <laughs> Bobby Fish uh, no longer has his little trophy and now just has a chair. So uh, he looks like L.A. Parka, which is very fun for me. I hope that he starts... Lead guitar and rhythm yeah, guitar. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd you, be you, fun. You get you get Kylo Riley yeah, doing it with the belt and him doing it with yeah, on the chair. No, that's fun. I like the idea. They got a really good uh, little four piece band going. Roddy's on drums. Roddy is definitely on oh, drums yeah. because he can't speak for shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that we've both been talking about how. Him not being able to cut a promo has become a promo style in and of itself, which is very yeah, funny. And, but I love his undisputed promos. I love them where he just comes and he's like, guys, and he just says like one sentence and he like nods his head emphatically. <laughs> it's just great. He did that recently and it, I can't remember what he said, but it cracked me up. Everybody else is like pontificating about their place in the world and how they truly are undisputed. He's like, guys, guys, guys. War Raiders, heavy machinery, who can stop us? <laughs> Thanks, Strong. Thanks, buddy. You really bring something to the table. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's good. I like him a he's lot. So good. He's grown on me so much as a bad guy. He's got that, that horrible smirk. His horrible smirk works really well with um, Bobby Fish's mad scientist face. Yeah. I mean, they all just... <sighs> They're good. Best of wishes in the new year to them. Yeah. No, I know. I kind of... They, they they deserve the world. Yeah, I think that they're really killing it. They better not break these guys up. That'll be like really piss me off. I think they should leave NXT and go to main roster as a group. Break them up then, but like break them up in transit. If they're if they're gonna if they're gonna break them up, they should do beat for beat the actual end of the NWO, where people just keep getting added to the undisputed era until everybody on the roster is on the undisputed era, and then they're like, eh, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. Yeah, that that would be fun. I mean, they're already doing the NWO, so let's take it all the way. Yeah. I mean, there are still these these bright play- spots in a pretty murky sad world that is WWE. Yeah, but it's but it's all on NXT baby. That and okay, I will say I haven't been doing much other than Twitter when it comes to this, but Becky Lynch does seem really awesome. She does seem really awesome. She seems like this generation stone cold and I think she's doing a bang up job. The main roster isn't completely without anything no, going no, on, I'm sure, but... but I I just it still it still feels like a fairly depressing place by and large and well yeah I think that I think that if it was truly all on NXT I don't know if I could keep watching NXT because again that thing that I was talking about before where I know that you're just going to move into something where if there was no chance of you doing anything cool I'd be like well what's the fucking yeah. point you know Yeah okay I could see it 
other other promotions take people seriously and this one doesn't so oh they're doing this one good show and everything else is fucking horrible no there's a chance and thanksgiving christmas the new year it's a dark time of year but it's also a time of year when you're supposed to like take stock of what's going on and be thankful for the good things and you know earnestly try to change or at least understand the bad things and cancel wwe network don't think i'm ready to give up on nxt it definitely feels different than it did a year yeah ago. i don't know whatever i like what you just said there i thought it was a very nice way to cap it off well thank you and just just know guys just know chris that uh worst comes to worst you know we'll just we'll just watch stardom or something you know what's happening on the third nope, i don't <laughs> Let me just say, it happens in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, well, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Nothing. I'm the best. I'm just popping guys left and right like champagne. Hold on. Can you do that in just one second? <laughs> okay. Do exactly what you just did because what I want to say is, I think I speak for Alec when I say happy holidays, happy new year, and we'll see you in 2019. This has been What's NXT. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>